Welcome to Treasury Talk, a podcast featuring timely tips and information for Michigan taxpayers. Hosted by State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks. Listen for takeaways from our subject matter experts that will support you, your family, and your business. Hello to our listeners. I'm Rachel Eubanks, and this is Treasury Talk. Our guest today is Eric Bussas, Chief Economist and Director of Treasury's Office of Revenue and Tax Analysis. Welcome back, Eric. Thanks, Rachel. Happy to be back on Treasury Talk. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, we both participated last month in the Consensus Revenue Estimating Conference, or CREC. And actually, let me pause there and just ask the biggest question in Lansing. Is is it CREC or is it CREC? What do you say? I say CREC. Okay, so we'll go with CREC. CREC for short. And I know our listeners would like to hear your thoughts on Michigan's economic forecast for 2024. So can you start by explaining what this conference is? Many may hear about it in the news, but don't know what it means. Yeah, so the CREC is required by state law, and it's a part of our annual state budget process. It's a best practice that is uh, recognized across the nation as a process that is nonpartisan and brings in a lot of experts to estimate what the state expects to bring in in tax revenue for the next couple of years so that we can budget accordingly. Um, so it's really important to have accurate revenue estimates. So our budget is based on sound revenue forecasts. The consensus process involves some principals and staff. Uh, the principals and voting members that reach consensus are the state treasurer and the directors of the House and Senate fiscal agency. And there's two consensus conferences each year. The first consensus conference is in January, and that really leads off the state's budget process. Uh, That's uh, right before the governor's state of the state address and the executive budget. And the executive budget that the governor releases is based on the economic and revenue forecasts from the consensus process. Uh, We also come back in May and have a second revenue conference uh, after the income tax processing season. And we get a little bit further into the year with better tax data and we update our revenue estimates in May so that the legislature and governor can then finalize the state budget for the next fiscal year. And I mean, you really, so you're kind of serving as an economic and revenue, you know, meteorologist. You're kind of trying to predict the future and tell, give policymakers the guidance of, you know, how should they form their budget based on our expectations? Absolutely. Yeah. And with any forecast, there's margins of error. So whenever you're trying to forecast the future, it's inherently uh, difficult. But We have a pretty good track record of providing reliable revenue estimates that the state can plan for the next two budget cycles based on the revenue estimates that we provide. Absolutely. I do recall at this uh, last conference in January, you guys were pretty much right on from your previous forecast. So nicely done there. So what kind of information do we learn during the conference and why is it carefully watched by legislators and interest groups here in Lansing? At the conference, we bring in a lot of resident experts in the state, people that uh, watch the Michigan economy very closely, but then also people who are nationally recognized as experts to speak on specific topics that are pressing for either legislators or economists. Um, So in this past consensus conference, we heard from the University of Michigan's research seminar in quantitative economics. They present every time, um, and they're a great resource for the state and helping us think about what our economy is doing, both at the the national and the the state level. And then we hear from uh, a variety of experts related to the auto industry, 
and uh, also then the state economists from the Senate House and Treasury. So let's talk a little bit in more detail about what we found out at the January crack. You know, what were some of those you know outcomes that we heard of or general themes that we should be expecting for 24 and into the next few years? So last year at this time, we expected that the economy might hit a bit of a slowdown and a recession. The economy slowed a bit in 2023, but we didn't see the economic recession that we thought we might. Interest rates continued to rise, uh, but inflation started to slow and consumers continued to spend money. Uh, so we really saw the economy do quite well over the last year. And at this point, looking forward, we do not expect a recession uh, over the next year. We're expecting that interest rates will continue to fall a bit. Inflation will ease and the economy will kind of achieve the soft landing that the Federal Reserve hopes to achieve. And that's been something we've been talking about for the last few conferences. You know, we had this really extraordinary circumstance of the pandemic, some of the consumer behavior change and watching it going forward to see, are we going to see any, you know, shifts back to trends, pre-pandemic type trends? And that really hasn't been seen in the forecast that you've looked at. Right. Over the, the next couple of years, we expect that sales and use tax and consumer spending uh, will continue to grow modestly. We don't expect to see the double digit growth that we saw coming out of the pandemic, uh, but we also haven't seen consumers retreat and pull back like we thought they might and really drive down our sales and use tax like we feared it might. We had an interesting conversation, I know, with some of the U of M economists about this, that, you know, some of the stickiness of that behavior, even though, you know, we may see really more of a pre-pandemic type circumstance related to, you know, ability to, to travel, ability to take in experiences and and returning back to those pre-pandemic type salaries. But it seems to have kind of hung in there, which has been interesting. Yeah, it certainly has. Um, we've seen consumers continue to spend on goods as opposed to services, uh, which for the state of Michigan is a really important part of our tax base. And we've seen our revenue continue to perform pretty well. And another thing that hits you know individuals and really kind of hits close to home to use that that uh, terminology is interest rates. Interest rates have been another kind of critical part of the forecast that we saw shift uh, in 2024. So what's happening with them? Are they going up? Are they going down? And what does that mean for mortgage rates? Yeah, so at the end of 2023, the Fed really started to signal that they would begin looking at rate cuts in 2024. Uh, we saw the inflation rates start to slow down, and that really allowed the economy to kind of breathe again, and everybody uh, started to relax a little bit more about what the interest rate outlook might be. And we saw mortgage rates respond to that. Uh, we saw that rates fell off their high. Back in October of 2023, we saw interest rates peak at about 7.8%. Uh, and that was a huge acceleration over the last two years. But since then, we've seen them fall slightly. Uh, they've fallen over a one percentage point on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, and that's a pretty significant change in interest rates. And we expect that trend to continue where interest rates won't be where they were pre-pandemic, but they will be a little bit lower than what we've seen over the last 12 months. And of course, you know, that means what kind of house can that person afford? But then what does that mean for the rest of their discretionary spending? I mean, the amount of how much your housing payment takes up in your budget can really depend on what else you can spend money on. 
Yeah, over the last two years, we've seen uh, the share of income that went to that new house payment increase significantly. Uh, in some cases, more than you know, four or five hundred dollars a month over what they would have paid just uh, you know, a year or eighteen months prior. So that really impacted consumers' decisions, um, and so it's you know good news for the consumers that that might be slowing a bit. So when you put all this together. You know, when we think about the state revenue altogether, can you give us just in a, a snapshot of what did the general fund end up looking like? What did the school aid fund ended up forecasting? And, you know, were, were we again close as we were in t May of 2023? Over this last revenue conference, we increased our outlook for the general fund and school aid fund by about $400 million in 2024 and about $150 million in 2025. And I would just point out that, again, those are really right on to from our May 2023 forecast, which is excellent work for you and the uh, House and Senate Fiscal Agency staff. And you know what I found interesting is comparing our revenues now compared to where we were pre-pandemic, you know, we've seen some very targeted tax relief in the governor's budgets, you know, whether it was the increase in the earned income tax credit or the working families tax credit or, you know, um, rolling back that retirement pension tax and seeing that, you know, even with those targeted tax cuts, our amount of revenue has exceeded where we were in 2019, which still allows for you know some some uh, new policy initiatives to come in for this budget making process. Absolutely. Uh, over the last year, uh, we've seen uh, more than a billion dollars in targeted tax relief take effect, and that's been incorporated into our consensus revenue forecasts. And we forecast that in 2024, even with those tax changes we will have uh, more baseline revenue growth than what we had over the last pre-pandemic years. Right. And of course, the you know 0.2% uh, reduction in the income tax rate as part of the 2015 law. So all of those together, you know, we saw quite a, a, a still a strong trend in revenue, which is great news. Um, so, I mean, would you kind of say that that's the theme going forward, that we've had, you know, a strong and stable economy for policymakers to, you know, have a great foundation to which to set us on for fiscal year 2025? Absolutely. As the governor and legislature starts the 2025 budget process, uh, the economic picture has continued to improve, uh, and that should lead to more revenue on the table uh, as we look toward the next couple budgets. Absolutely. Anything else about the economy that we didn't talk about today you'd like to add? No, I think the economic outlook is good. We've seen uh, some good improvements, especially in Michigan, on the labor market side uh, with more people coming back to the labor force. Uh, and so we're optimistic for the future. I, I like that sentiment. I feel the same way. So before we uh, adjourn for today, I did want to circle back to your prediction from last year, one of your other forecasts from 2023 about how the Tigers are going to do this year in 2024. I think you were hoping for a 500 season. They were a little south of that, maybe 481, but how are they gonna look for 2024? I think they'll be above 550. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I like the pieces that they're putting in place and optimistic for the next year. Excellent. Well, that's a bold forecast. Well, thank you, Eric, for sharing your economic insight with Michigan listeners and for detailing the potential economic impact on each of us in the year ahead. Listeners can find related resources and online links in the podcast show notes. Thank you.